I encourage you to read the talks once again and to ponder the messages contained therein. I found in my own life I gain even more from these inspired sermons when I study them in greater depth. The basic pattern is to identify the fundamental doctrine or principle that's being taught. Find any invitations associated with and related to that doctrine or principle. And then also recognizing the promised blessings if we act in accordance with that invitation. Welcome to Word of the Prophets podcast, where we discuss the latest talks from the General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. My name is Aaliyah, and I am not joined by my dad. He's gone. <laughs> um, he's <laughs> currently trying to pack up our house because, um, life update for them, they're actually moving. So I'm out here in Provo not being helpful, but my dad is <laughs> best out there. <laughs> um, but I am joined by Rivka. How are you? I'm doing great. Yeah, really excited to be here. How's the weather looking? Any any sunnier? It's been an oddly sunny spring, and the last couple of days it's just been a little rainy again, so it's felt kind of like a nice break, actually. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Very nice. And it's it was nice because it, it, it rained down all the pollen, so oh. I don't know, at least for me, it's not quite, my allergies are not quite as bad the last couple of days, but... <laughs> well, we've also got Burke with us. Are your allergies a little better than last time? <laughs> yeah, I find my eyes are much less emotional than they were just a week ago. <laughs> I only cry now when I feel like crying, not just because I'm awake. <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> wow. Okay, well, today we're going to talk about The Work of the Temple and Family History, One and the Same Work, by Elder Benjamin de Hoyos of the 70. And so, um, let's start with Rivka. What was the fundamental doctrine that you picked up on? This was a tricky one for me to to pick a, a fundamental doctrine that was like, well, one brief or two not from President Nelson. So that's not a requirement. You can use one instead, from President Nelson. I'm just okay. gonna do, I'm just gonna do the quote from President Nelson because that was me. <laughs> um, and it's right at the end of the talk. So from President Nelson, the temple lies at the center of strengthening our faith and spiritual fortitude because the Savior and his doctrine are the very heart of the temple. And I, I, for me, that was kind of the base of this and, and a good reason why I or any of us should want to be involved in temple and family history work, because it brings us closer to the Savior. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of quotes in this talk, and a lot of them are from <laughs> President Nelson. Yeah. Um, and that's a really, a really good one. How do you think you've seen the Savior be um, a central focus of the temple and family history for you? Well, it's so interesting. I think it's becoming even more and more obvious. You know, I have been attending the temple since I was 12 and started doing um, baptismal ordinances there. So that's been a long time like, I don't know, how long is that? 30 something years. And 
Yeah. And um, I I will say it hasn't always been like every time I go to the temple, I feel like Jesus is right next to me because that has not mm-hmm. been my experience. But um, But every time I go to the temple and serve in the temple, and my most recent one was yesterday, <laughs> um, every time I go, for me, the that I don't know, it feels like that veil between heaven and earth softens a little. And I feel closer to, I mean, to the Savior, but to heaven. And it increases the reality of it for me. And so, you know, the, I've done, I've had, I've had so many experiences with the temple where I have felt the spirit strongly, where I have felt, um, you know, the presence of loved ones or, or have just been taught really deep things, but all of it, all of it is made possible. Our, our ability to make covenants with God is made possible because of Jesus Christ. And that becomes ever more obvious to me as I continue to do um, to do ordinance work in the temple for others. He is um, he is there in pictures. He's there in spirit. It is his work. And anytime we do his work, we feel closer to him. Yeah, I love that. That was beautiful. Um, I like that you said it kind of makes heaven feel more real because I definitely feel that it's almost more tangible um, when you're in the temple. And of course, everything that exists in the temple and that happens in the temple is possible through the Savior, just like you said. So, <clears throat> so Burke, what was your fundamental doctrine? Well, I wanted to add to what you were just talking about and Rivka that uh, he says at the beginning, uh, in speaking of when he and his wife were sealed in the Mesa, Arizona temple, he says that day, as we were united by the authority of the priesthood in the house of the Lord, we truly experienced a glimpse of heaven. It sounded like you both agreed with that. And you do get to glimpse heaven. It's not that you mm-hmm. feel awesome and wonderful every second of every time that you go, but the glimpses <laughs> are definitely there. I would agree with that. Um, what I marked for my, doctrine though he says here after the lord restored the sealing keys to joseph smith the work of salvation on both sides of the veil began in our dispensation president boyd boyd k packer taught that this signal event went unheeded by the world (laughs) but it would influence the destiny of every soul who has ever lived or ever will live things began quietly to happen the church became a temple building church that's my boyd k packer in case you couldn't tell but I liked that doctrine because, and it just kind of, I, I, I like, I know this, but it just kind of slapped me in the face. Like after the Lord restored the sealing keys to Joseph Smith, the work of salvation on both sides of the veil began in our dispensation. Like prior to that, the work was not being done on both sides of the veil for a long time, which, you know, we understand the apostasy and the need for a restoration, but it was just awesome to have that kind of, kind of have that reminder in my mind that this is really a big deal. This is super important. And then right after that, the quote from um, elder Packer saying, and the world didn't even know. It just kind of snuck up on him. We started building temples and then look where we are now. So I love that. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. This talk is a, is a good one 
for, at least for me, for helping me take a step back like I need to sometimes and remembering like the magnitude of God's work and plan and just the, like the majesty of it, how big it is and encompassing because we can get really caught up in our day-to-day details. And I, I, for one, need that occasional step back to be like, remember how grand and great this work is and you get to be a part of it and everything is going to work out. And I feel like this talk was really good at that. Yeah. The whole, I feel like the whole first section of the talk was basically doing that for us, giving us that kind of grand view of of what has happened. Um, And I highlighted a a part of that chunk that was near where Brooks was, but it says, the keys of this dispensation are committed into your hands. Mm -hmm. And so that um, is a quote from uh, Doctrine and Covenants at the Kirtland Temple. And so just this idea that like the keys of the priesthood are back like they're here they're ready to go and we're going to use them (laughs) Um, and the work is ready to continue uh, forward and that's God's purpose is to bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of man and this is how it's going to happen for all of his children so I really I thought that whole first part was really awesome just kind of a summary of, of everything yeah, and then right after what Burke shared, um, continuing kind of on in that in the quote, it says, From that very day, April 3rd, 1836, the hearts of the children began to turn to their fathers. Thereafter, ordinances were not tentative but permanent. The sealing power was with us. And I love that statement because the sealing power is with us. Mm-hmm. I love that one. I think I also highlighted that. <laughs> yeah, it's so um, grand and great, all of it. Thank you, Burke, for bringing that part up. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Burke, was there another part that you highlighted or that that stood out to you of the talk? Yeah, so he says down here, actually kind of close to the end, as we follow the guidance of the prophets and learn how to do our family history and perform the temple ordinances for our ancestors, we will experience great joy to the point that we will not want to stop doing it. The Spirit will flood our hearts, awaken our faculties to do it, and guide us as we search for the names of our ancestors. And I wish I could tell you that for me in my life, this has been so true. As of yet, I'm, I'm still hoping to develop this. <laughs> I've worked on a little bit. I'm not great at it. Um, one of the areas of the gospel. But I just... Uh, wanted to bring up an example of someone in my life who is absolutely just amazing at this. So my mom has always kind of loved doing family history and genealogy work, but for most of my growing up life, she didn't really have the time or resources to do it. And so I didn't really realize it. I mean, occasionally she would write letters to people and try to get information, but in the past probably six or seven years, I think she probably spends, I would guess three to five hours a day working on family history and or being at the temple. My parents now go to the temple every day it's open that they can get an appointment and they have to do all these elaborate things to try to get appointments. They have, you know, go with friends so they can schedule appointments ahead of time. And then my mom is limited because you can only reserve 300 names at a time for ordinances. And I think my parents have done something like 1400 ceilings since January. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So they actually, she actually uses multiple family members' accounts to reserve names and then we'll. Outing your mom on the podcast. I know. I'm outing her. And then we'll transfer them from one account to another. And I believe at some point she actually called someone in 
website support or something to say, hey, can I get this number increased? And they said, no, that's just how it is. And she said, how can I change it? And they said, oh, there's someone you have to call. It's President Nelson. And she hasn't done that yet. But, <laughs> but, I'm, just, but I'm just blown away by the amount of time that uh, that she puts into this and my, and my dad who goes with her. And they talk so much about how it has changed their life and changed their outlook and increased their spiritual resiliency and just their satisfaction with life. Despite everything that is going on in the world, they are filled with joy. And so to see this happen is wonderful for me. So I just wanted to, just wanted to share that. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. And I feel like, um, that they feel that deep satisfaction because of what they're doing. They're doing the Lord's work all the time, all day, every day. But I, I'm sure that even if we spent just a little bit of time, we'd feel a little bit of that satisfaction. It's, mm-hmm. um, it, I'm sure it would go up as, as we did it more, but it doesn't take, we don't have to devote, um, all the same amount of time that she is to get, um, at least a part of that. But I, I'm a hundred percent sure that she feels um, more significantly than I ever have that, you know, the benefit of doing that family history and, and that temple work. So, yeah. dang, well, and you I know, she to, didn't start out <laughs> at that level. It was just like, right. it's kind of grabbed her and just pulled her in, you know, and mm-hmm. my parents have served a, a senior mission, um, I think seven years ago to New Zealand and they enjoyed it. It was great, but they've kind of decided since then, well, and then they did a pathways mission after that, um, working mm-hmm. with the church's pathways program for three years, but this is kind of the thing now they've decided is, is their work. And I think it's awesome. Yeah. So if you're in your retirement years and you're wondering what to do with all your time, <laughs> you can go to the temple every day. Well, when it's there open you go. on Sunday and Monday. <laughs> well, well, Rivka, what else stood out to you in this talk? <clears throat> So when he starts speaking about family history work, he says, the Lord encourages us as members of his church to preserve our own family history, to learn from our ancestors, and to make the necessary arrangements for them to receive the ordinances of the gospel in the temples to help them to progress along the covenant path, which will bless them with an eternal family. Um, So in that first part, and I know I've talked about this on the podcast before, I have a I have a real love for <laughs> and a testimony of um, the closeness of our work with our ancestors and our ancestors being close with us as we work with them and learning from them. Um, and that and that learning about your family history and getting involved in that comes with real spiritual power. That um, that spirit of Elijah is a, is a powerful thing to experience and it's very tangible and real when you get in it. So I, I have a deep testimony of this that he's talking about, but then he says that meaning this, them um, receiving ordinances in the temple to help them along their covenant path. That is a central focus of the plan of our heavenly father, uniting family for this life and for eternity. And that, that is not new to anyone who's been in the church, this idea that we're uniting families through temple work. But as I was reading it, I thought, I, I don't know if this is like 
<laughs> not blasphemous. That's not the word I'm really looking for, but I'm going to add a word to this. <laughs> no blasphemy. <laughs> I'm going to add a word to this sacrilege, maybe. I don't know. I'm going to add a word to this sentence. And it's not because what he said isn't right, but um, because for me, I, I was just thinking about this this week. That um, so he says that is a central focus of the plan of our Heavenly Father. And I would say uniting his family for this life and for eternity. Because so a lot of times when we talk about this, and I think it's becoming more prevalent because families are under attack and they're struggling. There are so many people in the church. Well, nobody in the church has an ideal family. But there are there are so many people who whose families don't even look the ideal, you know, who have single parents or or divorced parents and kids are going between homes or maybe not, maybe both parents aren't active. And so you don't have a, a mother in the home who is taking kids to church or you don't have a father in the home who has been, uh, you know, who holds priesthood offices and, and, and maybe, maybe there's not a temple ceiling happening. And, and so there's, there's so much of that in the, in the church right now that I have, I have seen a lot of times this become a really difficult topic to talk about because it's talking about all this joy and your family can be sealed together forever. And while I love the way we teach about families, eternal families in primary, we often romanticize it. And this idea that we're just going to be living in heaven with our little family in our living room, all of us reading scriptures and stopping to pray every now and then. And that's not at all what it is. <laughs> However much the pictures in the back of the books look, that's not, I mean, that's a great thing here, but it's a beginning. As we strengthen families and homes on earth, it's a beginning of the expansion of Heavenly Father uniting His family for eternity. And so if if our homes and our families do not look like the ideal, it doesn't mean we're not a part of this. Because however our families look here on earth, we are all part of Heavenly Father's family. And this work, temple work and family history work is to unite his family and bring him back to our heavenly parents, bring us all back to our heavenly parents. And it's not just limited to making our homes here look ideal. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that is very, um, I mean, it's always been applicable and and necessary, but uh, just like you said, especially now, I think that's something that a lot of people um, maybe can realize or, or think about that it's not necessarily it does it's not just meant for the perfect family like God's plan isn't meant for a perfect uh people he knows we're imperfect and he knows there's going to yeah. be lots of um situations and circumstances that make it um hard for this ideal family unit to permeate through every single person in society <laughs> Um, yeah, it's just not going to, it's not going to happen in this life. And that's okay. Sorry. That's why we have the UPS, the, the UPS guy just showed up. So our dog is saying hello. Um, let's see. One of the parts that I really liked was in oh, what section? 
kind of halfway through, he says, Dear brothers and sisters, the construction and proper use of temples has been in any dispensation a sign of the true church of Jesus Christ. And so I really like that because as we've been studying the New Testament this year and the Old Testament last year, temples are a huge part of of worship. And even in the Book of Mormon too, just every book of scripture that we have, temples are are involved. And it's really cool to see that God, uh, although he adapts um, specific policies and, and certain things to the people, he always maintains the same doctrine and he always works with his children uh, in similar ways through things like prophets and temples. And so mm-hmm. because he doesn't change, he gave us temples in the Old Testament and in the New Testament and now. And it's really, really cool to me that we live in a time where temples are so um, prevalent, I think is the right word, (laughs) Um, just all over the place. And we sit and we listen to President Nelson announce 20 and we're excited. But imagine how excited the Book of Mormon people would have been or the Old Testament. Like we're living in such an awesome time where they're all over the place. And I think that's so cool. (laughs) It is so cool. For sure. And even yet, some temples are so busy, it's hard to get an appointment. So, yep. That's why especially, I guess that's why. <laughs> say, especially where you are right now, Aaliyah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess that's why he keeps announcing like 15 to 20 every conference. Mm-hmm. I'm still so waiting awesome. for one in Wisconsin. I think it's one of two <laughs> states that don't have one. Really? Oh, man. I did not know that. Oh, well. But I'm not, it's not like I'm going back to Wisconsin now. It's just, I, I need it for my, <laughs> for sentimental reasons. <laughs> for your bingo page. Well, when yeah. they announce it, yeah. we'll all be really happy and excited. With uh, you. Yes. Every conference I wait and it hasn't come, mm-hmm. but I'm sure it will one day. I love it. <laughs> okay. Anything else that stood out to you guys in this talk? That's everything I had marked as far as the body of the talk, unless we want to talk about invitations and promised blessings. Let's do it. What do you got? All right. So part of this Rivka kind of already read, but uh, I'm going to go a little further on it. Everything taught in the temple through instruction and through the spirit increases our understanding of Jesus Christ. His essential ordinances bind us to him through sacred priesthood covenants. And then here's the invitation. Then as we keep our covenants... And the blessing, he endows us with his healing, strengthening power, which, nice. again, President Nelson quote. But I just, <laughs> I just love that blessing. I would like more healing and strength. I would like to be healed and strengthened. And therefore, <laughs> I personally need to do more of this. So I feel invited. Yeah. Love it. Simple if-then statements. If we keep covenants, we get power. <laughs> to help us be healed and strengthened. Uh, Rivka, what about you? Um, my one was the one that Burke shared at the beginning. <laughs> His- <laughs> <laughs> that was fun how we did that. Um, as we follow the guidance of the prophets and learn how to do our family history and perform the temple ordinances for our ancestors, we will experience great joy. To the point we will not want to stop doing it. The spirit will flood our hearts, awaken our faculties to do it, and guide us as we search for the names of our ancestors. Um, you know, I also do not feel like I 
don't want to stop doing that work yet, but I have experienced the spirit flooding my heart and an increase in capacity at times when I have, um, when working on this more diligently has fit into, you know, the, the rhythm of my life at that point. And I have felt the spirit and some of those ancestors guide me as I've, as I've searched for their names and helped me to find family members that they're concerned about, um, you know, or like, especially when they're lost, like, it's amazing to me how often when you get working on that, you'll find somebody who, you know, a child who is missing, or you'll find a spouse suddenly that connects and, and all of that stuff really happens. Um, and it's, and it's really amazing. There are times and seasons, um, in life. So if that's not the time right now, that's okay. But I also love that there are so many ways. Um, he talks about family search centers and there are family history consultants in wards and you can do indexing and there you can get on family search and it can just like you can, it can help provide you with names to take to the temple or the take a name app. There are so many ways that the church has made it possible to do that. So I think everyone can find something they can do, or you can just get on family search. And, and if you have a lot of work that's already been done in your family, you can get on and, and look in the memory sections under people and see pictures and sometimes life histories or patriarchal blessings and, and just get to know them that way. So I think there's something that everyone can do. And all of those blessings are available no matter which angle of this you're doing. Yeah, and I would just take a little tangent here and say that there are <laughs> blessings for those who aren't doing the work because of the work that the people who are are doing, <laughs> if that made any sense at all. Um, but when I was on my mission, I was able to teach and help several people be baptized. And one of them, uh, she was amazing, super fun, awesome. And she was working on getting some information about her parents so that she could put in a family history and then eventually go to the temple and be baptized for them. So uh, my companion and I sat down with her one day and we started putting the information into the system. And as soon as we did, all these other names popped up, maybe two or three other generations above the, her parents mm. that she didn't have information for. Um, and it just like connected in because of the system. I don't really know how it works, but someone else had gone in and yeah. put records in for these people. Um, and my friend that had been baptized, she saw her grandma and she was like, oh, that's my grandma. And there was a picture and she was just so, so excited um, that someone had put that information in and that there was pictures in there of her grandma and things that she didn't even know. And so she was blessed by what other people had done. Um, and so it's really, it's a great system that we have. Yeah. And so it blesses a lot of people, not just the people doing the actual work. Yeah, that's a good, that's a really good point. Um, well, the invitation I highlighted was the same one that you just read. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of a short um, talk, so plenty yeah. of time for overlap here. So is there anything else that you guys want to mention in regards to family history and temple work? I have nothing new to add. I think we've covered it pretty well. <laughs> no. Awesome. All right. Go do it. Well, <laughs> yeah, go do it. That's the... <laughs> 
<laughs> That's the invitation. Um, the next talk we're going to be reading is Jesus Christ is the Strength of Parents by Elder Uppdorf. Um, so we're very excited about that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but until next time, keep the faith. If we teach by the Spirit, and you listen by the Spirit, some one of us will touch on your circumstance, sending a personal prophetic epistle just to you.